What's going on, guys? It's Jordan Candlish here. Welcome back to the State Shifters podcast. Just wanted to express my gratitude for you joining me here on the podcast as a testament to you that you're on this journey of looking to grow and evolve as a person. And the purpose of the podcast is really about me bringing on people who have inspired me, helped me grow, and given me insights and breakthroughs that I want to share with you guys as we elevate our state to live in a beautiful state of being and and live the life of our dreams. And today's guest is, has been a coach and a mentor of mine. You know, we met while in Toronto and his name is Marcos Andreas Tulu. His stage name is Marcos Mendoza. And this man is a powerful, powerful communicator. And he's really uh, leading, um, leading the charge in Toronto, in my opinion, through the work that he does. And he's really known as a solutionist, someone who uses creativity and self-expression to invent innovative solutions towards building online businesses. And Marcos is, has impact as, you know, spread across the community here in Toronto as people look to share what they have online and start to build an income through their online business. And he, he really helped me kind of dial into what it takes, you know, both from a skill set perspective, but also a mindset perspective. And in this interview today, we really dive into that. Like if you're someone who's, you've got a message to share, if you've got something to get out to the world, then take notes. This is going to be a real powerful one for you. Um, so Marcos leads a company called Coachable, um, and they really help startup entrepreneurs build and launch online businesses. And really, you can find him online through um, his Facebook. He's very active on his Facebook, and you know he's sharing quite regularly. So if you took value from the conversation today, be sure to check him out online. There's plenty more content to come your way. Um, that being said, let's dive into the interview and enjoy. Welcome to the State Shifters Podcast, a show dedicated to helping you discover your true potential through connecting the mind, body, and soul. All right. We're live. We're live. It's it's real. What's going on, Marcos? All right, here we go. Thanks for joining me, brother. Uh, a pleasure. This Thank is a, a special moment uh, for me because you know, I have a week left here in Toronto, and my intention for the last few weeks here in Toronto was to sit down and connect and record a conversation with some of the people who impacted me the most on my time here, and you were someone who was very high on that list. Yeah, thank you. So it's an honor to have you here. And we're getting to stream this live to your community on Facebook. And this is going to go out on, on my podcast as well to my community. Amazing, amazing. And yeah, no, I want to start off by saying that it, it is it is very sad that you're leaving. Hmm. It is like, it's a tragedy. I saw you last night at the Urban Jungle and I was like, this guy, he is this. You know, like the community has been shaped around... Like you embedded yourself into the community in a way where you showed up as a student and 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 you quickly shifted from being of service so well to others into a position of leadership. And now there's this like awe and admiration for the way you show up in your practice and in your ways of being. So to, to hear that, you know, you're 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 going home is almost strange. You know, because of how well you've positioned yourself here and how adored you are, you know, by so many people that have been impacted by your contribution to their lives. You know, so when, when it hasn't really sunk in yet for me where it's like, okay, Jordan's going back home. You know, it's like, uh-uh, it mm. sucks. It just sucks. But I get it, and it's all good. It's all love. I know that, you know, this was a temporary um, journey, and and you're now 
taking all of this influence back home. And I'm sure your family and friends have been witnessing you and your growth. And I'm sure the work's not going to stop. The contribution's not going to stop, you know. So it's it's beautiful and it's powerful, but it's, it's just really, you know, as much as it may be an honor for you to have me on this, in this conversation, the honor is very equal, very equal. That means a lot, man, coming from you. I really appreciate that. Yeah, and you um, yeah, you're right. I came out here very much um, a student in this journey, and it was through surrounding myself with people like yourself, through other leaders, where I got to just learn and immerse, immerse in this community. I was saying to Marco before you arrived was, you know, I got to really be a part of the growth and the coming together of many different circles in the Toronto conscious community. And it's something that I never got to do in Australia mm. because I left my corporate job and was like, hey, look, I'm all in now on this. Right. And now I got to really like Toronto has such a big piece of my heart now because of the people. And now when I go home, my intention is to do the same, is connect with the community out there. And turn this into a global thing. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you, you get the, the people out here, mate. I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss so many people because it's like a soul to soul connection that I've built with people. Yeah. Like meeting lads that I've known for two months who I feel like I've known my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, so for people who don't know, the way I met you was probably October of last year. I just moved downtown and I was going through a real low point in my journey. A real low point being I was trying to figure out how to get my online business up and running. I was trying mm-hmm. to figure out how to serve people because I knew I could. I just wasn't getting paid for it. Mm-hmm. And I remember someone connected me with you. Her name was Sandra. Yeah, I remember you guys go mm-hmm. a, a while back. And we had a phone conversation. And, and on that phone conversation, you impact, impacted me in such a powerful way. And at that point in time, I knew I was like, I wanted to work with you. But I wasn't at the place to commit financially to mm-hmm. do it. Well, I thought I wasn't. And then fast forward, I think it was about six or eight months later, I reached back out and said, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Let's, let's do this. I mm-hmm. want to work with you. And it was in these moments where I realized, man, it was a, it's a commitment that we have to be ready to make in ourselves to whether that be a financial commitment that we put down, a commitment to invest in ourselves, whether it be spiritually, personally. And when we make that commitment, that's when we get the most out of our growth. And it was such a big lesson for me because for so long I was trying to do it my own. I was trying to read all the books, do all the free courses, but it was the first time I paid for something. Mm. That's when I got, I got something out of it. Mm. So I guess my first question for you is, man, you've been in this field of work where you've been helping startup entrepreneurs for a while. Mm-hmm. At what point do you get on the phone with someone and do you realize where they're at in a journey and how do you help someone come to a decision to make that level of commitment in themselves? Mm. Hmm. You know, it's a, there's a, there's a, there's a two part answer because one part of the conversation is what I call a qualification conversation, which is where I intend to discover what's missing, lacking, or getting in the way of the person that I'm speaking with so that I can identify in my listening, whether or not I'm capable of contributing. And in that conversation, what I'm doing is I'm intentionally qualifying them as someone that I choose to work with rather than please choose me. And with that paradigm shift, with that understanding of that approach, it, it fulfills my purpose in the knowing that I am contributing to this person's experience, knowing that they are open to receiving whatever suggestions I'm putting into their space. 
So it's broken, you know, it's split into two parts because the conversation starts with the intention to identify who they are, where they're at, what they want, why they want it, um, you know, and, and, and how they've been getting in their way. Got it. And then in the discovery of what it is that they share with me, I then, I'm listening for ways that I can contribute impact formulas and income formulas so that they could start to put it together that they can commit to the suggestions that I'm going to share with them so that they can decide for themselves if they are ready to receive the guidance, the accountability, the coaching, the programs, the protocols, the systems. That's when it becomes real for me. When in my listening of them, I hear them get excited about what's available for them, right? So the, the, the purpose of the, the conversations is to discover just that, what's missing, lacking, or getting in the way. And then from there, I'm listening for a breakthrough, a breakdown, or a breakup with the limiting belief that happens in the paradigm shift that becomes present through the conversation. Jeez, man, that's, that's the powerful stuff. Right there, for me, removes the word sales from the whole equation. Sale? Yeah. Oh fuck. There's no sales. <laughs> like yeah, 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 no. Yeah. I'm always I'm I'm a strong strong advocate for not using sales. Sales may be the theory, sales may be the outcome, uh but once the sale is done, what are you left with? What do you think? What are you left with as a as a service provider? Like a transaction. You're left with the work now. Yeah. So it's like, okay, great. I made a sale. Now I got to deliver. That's where the real work is. That's where the mm. real transaction happens, especially for coaches that are taking a stand. You know, when you're a coach, this is where coaching, the coaching industry is one of the most powerful, powerful, powerful industries in the world because what coaches are doing are they're creating containers for multiple people simultaneously. And in those containers, you're filling it with opportunities and space and listening and speaking and conversation exchanges you're filling this container with so much opportunity for someone to as i like to say take a stand for something play full out show up or get the fuck out of their own way and each container as a coach you're a coach because you have a game plan you have a protocol you have a system you have steps Somebody has identified with you as someone that has that methodology that they seek to implement into their own lives. And in the responsibility that comes with that, you got to show up with morals, ethics, integrity, commitment, investment, listening, contribution, clarity, purpose, passion, communication. It's people's, in, people's industry. And if you're, if you're working with people, people one-on-one, then number one, you have... You, you must value yourself enough to make that constant exchange worthy of what it is that you're committed to contributing. That's number one, value yourself. And then number two, you have to be sure that in what you are contributing to the person that you are taking a stand for, that you are willing to hold their hand and support them as they're about to fall back, but also Give enough space for them to discover what's available for them in the mistakes that they make so that they can choose for themselves to use the suggestions, the protocols, the strategies, the methodologies that you've suggested in order for them to actually do the work and actually show up for themselves. This, this requires an, a very impressive amount of commitment on behalf of a person that is holding space for someone that has said, You've done what I aspire to do, and I would like to invest into the opportunity to learn what you've done. 
right? So that was a long answer to a question, but you know, in my listening, I'm 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 attempting to discover what's missing, lacking, or getting in the way for the purpose of guiding them through a breakup with a limiting belief, a breakdown with something that's been getting in their way, and a breakthrough that will help them discover what's available for them. Mm-hmm. Powerful stuff. Thank you for thank you for that answer. Yeah. Um, and one of the reasons why. I'm valuing this conversation so much and I'm valuing sharing this with the world and my community, literally the world, because it's going to go out to the people in Australia as well, mm-hmm. is because I'm noticing a big shift in people who are realizing that they want to live a life of freedom. They want to create their own income through starting their own business, <coughs> whether it be as a coach, an entrepreneur, whatever they're trying to create. More and more people every day are waking up to the fact that they don't want to work in a corporate job. They don't want to work for someone else. They want to work for themselves. That was, that's what happened to me. But there's this gap between wanting to do it and then actually doing it. Mm-hmm. And this is where you come in, man. It, it, you are someone who helps someone achieve that, fulfill on that vision of creating a business, creating their own income, having lifestyle freedom. At what point in your journey did you realize, okay, this is something that I want to do. I want to support other aspiring entrepreneurs to take this leap of faith. Was yeah. it something you did? You decided at some point in time that this is this is the path for you. I'm sure there was a decision that was made, but what was present was I had to. I did it for myself. Check this out. I stand by what I'm about to say. I stand by it so firmly. And if anybody wants to challenge this, I'm open to discovering what's available in my growth. There's two ways for you to become qualified enough to take a stand for someone. Two ways for you to claim that you can coach or that you can stand for a service. There's two ways. Either A, you studied something and now you have the credentials and skills, or B, you lived it. And then C is both, right? Mm -hmm. For me, the way that I discovered it was I lived it. I took that leap, you know? And when I discovered... But from like my my story is pretty, uh, it's 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 uh, it's strange because my breakthrough happened in a dream. My grandfather passed away, and uh, two days later, as I was in mourning, I ended up taking a nap. I was so tired from crying, and I went to sleep. And he came into my my dream, and he just downloaded this lucid experience where he filled in the gaps for all the areas of my life where I was now introduced to what's available for me. And the dream was so vivid that I can tell you the whole dream from start to finish right now, but ultimately what occurred was he demonstrated what was available for me if I was willing to once and for all take a stand for my self-worth. And in that worth, He introduced me to all my skills, all my credentials, all the opportunities. He introduced me to all the areas where I can heal, where I can express forgiveness, where I can release resentment. He introduced me to all my exceptionalities. He introduced me to what's available for me if I invested in myself. He introduced me to income strategies, income formulas, all in a dream. And I woke up from that dream and I just just journaled everything that happened. It was 12 pages, diagrams. You know, he he showed me a studio, blue screen, red cam, teleprompter, live monitor. Uh, you know, like he gave me everything. That, and it was just like, this is who you are. He, this is who you are. And he, he, you know, he positioned, I moved in next door to his house. And he, the, it was my dream home. My, my dream home is like a replica of the home from Ex Machina. Ex Machina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Machina. Yeah. And, um, 
and I, I was living next door and he gave me the house and the keys to the house and there was a grand piano and the whole experience of it was just this fulfilling euphoric experience of awareness where I was like, he's demonstrating what's available for me if I can do this one thing, which is take a stand, get out of my own way, play full out, show up and ultimately live into my self-worth. I woke up from that dream. I grabbed two books. I grabbed Think and Grow Rich and Launch by Jeff Walker. I read a couple pages from Think and Grow Rich to just kind of give myself a mental boost. And then I turned to the seed launch chapter from Launch by Jeff Walker, put together a seed launch all in the same night, created an account on ClickFunnels, free account, 14-day trial, boom, created a funnel, sent out an email to my email list saying, hey guys, I'm thinking about putting together an online course called the Manifestation Masterclass where I'll teach you how to do X so you can solve Y and achieve Z. And I woke up the next day and I had $1,000 in sales and I was like, oh shit. I was like, wow, okay, people value me. This is unbelievable. And then that week I just went hard on you know, pushing that, that course and I made 7,000 that week and that was, those were my first transactions. And that's where I was discovered. I was like, okay, now I got to build the course because it wasn't built. It was just a theory. Yeah. And, uh, and that's how it all kind of started. And then from there, very quickly, people started to witness what was available through what I was creating for myself. And people started to inquire about what, what it would look like for them to have assistance in creating something similar. So I can say that majority of my startup um, experiences were being paid to learn. Right? People were investing into me to teach them how to do what I've done for myself. But I had to learn as I went because I didn't have it all figured out. Hmm. Right? And some may argue that that's wrong. And, you know, it's like I don't know any entrepreneur that hasn't been, hasn't earned as they learned. Right? And I've had to work through that. It's like I can get how that may be scary for entrepreneurs where it's like, well, I don't want, I want to only deliver when I'm at my best. And it's like, okay then you're going to have to fight between the belief that one day you'll be like, okay, I'm ready. And then deal with all the shit storm that's going to come after that. Or I'm committed to this now. I'm willing to put together a formula, a strategy, a methodology that is good enough now that I'm certain that I can deliver on. And as I go, I will be open to surrendering what's available as I tweak, as I surrender, as I create, as I modify, and as I communicate what doesn't work and what does work. Like, you know, it's a, it's a, it's an ongoing, you're never going to have it all figured out. You know, you're never going to have it all figured out to start. I always say, and this quote that I stand by that I, I love when I come up with my own quotes that I can stand by. Um, you don't have to be ready to get started by getting started. You're ready. Right. And I think that summarizes that. Yeah. Cause I, I experienced that when I started working with you, you took me through the exact process that you just explained. And when I released my seed launch for the whole time, I was like, shit, I don't, know if I, I don't know if I'm ready to do this. I had 15 people signed up where I'm going to be doing a live group coaching with them and the whole time. <coughs> I was like, shit, I don't know if I'm quality. All the limiting beliefs come up. Yeah. Like that quote just said, when you step into that uncomfortable zone and have faith and trust that, yeah, you've, you've got this. This is how you learn. This is how you grow. It, that was the period of time where I had the most growth. Because you held my hand and pushed me mm -hmm. into that zone of discomfort where so many of us struggle to, to do on our own, which is where for me is the value of the coach. For me, I also notice some of the main blocks that get in the way for people is they have an idea, they have a skill, they have an expertise, but then converting that into something where, say, a coach wants to be a coach, but how do they then convert that into an online business? They're scared of the entrepreneur side of things. 
the funnels. The word funnels scares so many people. So how do you then come in and help someone take care of the business stuff? Because it's just as important as the actual work, whether it be the coaching or training, whatever it may be. How do you do it? How do you then remove the fear around that? Yeah, so, um, you know, I don't even have a website, you know. I don't have a website. I don't have funnels, you know. I, I don't have any of those uh, quote-unquote standard necessities in order to crush a business and build a business. Um, if I ever require a funnel, I'll create it quick, whatever. But the truth is, I stand by the fact that your business is built off of the quality of the relationships that you have with people. And your relationships are established based on how effective and how impactful your communication is. And just with that intention alone, that awareness that your language, your intention, um, you know, if you need a pitch deck, then great, put together a pitch deck to demonstrate what's available. Um, But dude, like we've crushed it, you know, like crushed it. And we don't have a website. You know, people ask us like, oh, how come how can we trust you if we don't have a website? Well, I'm happy to get in on call with you to demonstrate what's available for you if you'd like. You know, and then in the conversation, you're selling forty to a hundred thousand dollar packages because they believe in the language. They believe in the conviction and self-certainty that you have of what it is that you're willing to adopt as a vision for who it is that you're speaking with. You're willing to take a stand for what it is that you've identified in your listening that is missing, lacking, or getting in the way of the person that you're communicating with. The truth is, for me, it's like you visit somebody's website. How many times have you visited a website and actually sat there, scrolled, and read all the intentional language that you've put onto that website, that a person has put onto that website? Seldom. Seldom. And when you're selling high ticket, sure, they may book a call, but they're booking a call going in the dark. But if your business is built off of referrals because of the quality of the relationships that you have, then at least there's a trust factor there that warms up the person you're speaking to so that they already know that, number one, you're in a position of authority. And number two, you come recommended because somebody else that they know trusts you. And you can adopt that trust. And then from there, you build rapport and you establish a connection and you create a relationship and you don't sell. Instead, you introduce the opportunity for them to decide for themselves what they believe they would like to receive from what was communicated with them in the conversation that was exchanged. Right? So I just want to acknowledge myself. I'm, I'm a Jedi when it comes to this stuff. I really am so intentional about how well I've learned to put the pieces together so that the process, the process is built off of this wholehearted intention to be transparently authentic with what's available for people to discover for themselves. And in that availability and in that awareness, they can choose for themselves if they would like to explore what that looks like on the receiving end of what they're committed to creating. When you're going to have a prospecting conversation and you're thinking about, okay, how do I tell this person the price, right? Okay, let's do the price thing. Fuck a price, okay? What I suggest is you get the person to tell you what they've prepared to invest into themselves in the realms of the three areas that are necessary for this to work, time, energy, and money. First, request them to tell you how much time they've, they've prepared themselves to invest into this project. 
And then that can look like, tell me what it is that you'd like to experience in the next three months after we've completed our time together. What is it that you would like to experience as an end result? What does that look like? Energy. Entrepreneurialism is an everyday thing. We may talk twice a week for our sessions, but we are in communication all throughout the week as I'm on call to answer any question you may have within the hours that I've allotted that are available for you. And in those hours, that doesn't mean you're off. That means you're practicing and putting to work everything that was that you invested into if you choose to invest. Money. What have you prepared to invest into your business so that your business can look and operate at the level in which you have prepared to receive from the world that you're going to be serving? And then when they answer those questions, now you've collected all the data that will help you identify if whether this person is someone that you believe is qualified to receive the value that you're committed to giving or not. So when a person says to you, oh, I've, you know, I've put together uh, $2,500 to invest into my business. Okay. So you're prepared to invest $2,500. Okay. And, and. And what are the outcomes that you'd like to receive in exchange for that? If a person says to you, I'm going to invest $2,500, I, I want to become a millionaire. That's when you have permission to get in their way by taking a stand for how unrealistic their expectations are. Right? So it's less about how much money you're willing to invest and more so about how willing you are to communicate outside of your comfort zone for the purpose of taking a stand for what's available for you outside of the areas that you consider to be comfortable. And it all happens in language. I had one of my clients tell me today, like this guy's shooting me messages like once every other day. Hey bro, just made another sale. Hey bro, just made another sale. Hey bro, crushed another sale. Hey bro, got another shit. And, it, and it, he's accrediting it all to the language he's learning. Like for example, we don't use the word need. We replace the word need with uh, ready. Right? It's like, I don't need money. I'm ready for money. I don't need to eat. I'm ready to eat. I don't need to work out. I'm ready to work out. So, you know, all the language distinctions are, are in the context of what the possibility that you choose to invent is. And the word try gets replaced by the statement, I am, right? It's not, I'm trying to eat healthy. I am eating healthy. It's not, I'm trying to get money. I, I am getting money. Keeping everything in the present rather than in the try, which to me, the try is the attempt and discovery of what's available in the possibility of uh, creating an action and knowing that there's a possibility of failure, right? Or to play into an, an, an opportunity, you know, instead of using words like, you know, whenever you're in a difficult conversation, it's like, you can use the words invitation and play in the same sentence so that you can create a context in which somebody can dance in a conversation with you, right? I'd like to invite you to play in the discovery of what's available for you if we were to communicate in a way where it felt authentic to you, right? So there's need, there's try, there's play. Um, there's so many different ways to take it, really. But yeah, language is everything. Yeah, yeah man, language is... Your communication skills really is what was what impacted me so much when we first spoke. Mm -hmm. And again, was that something, it was, a, it was a gift that's been given to you and you're now sharing this with other people. But for, is this teachable to anyone? Like yeah. these critical key skills in language and the, the difference between one, like using this word over the other, so powerful. Distinctions. Yeah. Landmark was huge for me, Landmark Education, just because it taught me how to, 
how to use distinctions in the way that I can communicate for the purpose of treating every opportunity and every thought as a blank slate of infinite possibility through language, right? Um, so yeah, Landmark was huge. But being a wordsmith, you know, you, you, you get a wordsmith and you, treat, you, you teach him some Landmark distinctions and then you give him a little bit of money and you're just like, holy shit, right? Like I have power. Right. And the power comes from the impact that you have on others and the impact leaves a source of influence. And then when you accredit that influence to your self-certainty, right, and what you believe you're capable of communicating, you then become this source of contribution. And then you realize that it's not there's no amount of money in the world that will ever be more important than the fulfillment that you have of knowing that you're living in alignment with your truth and communicating that truth through language for the purpose of fulfilling on what it is that you desire to experience as something that you are committed to creating in the experience that is that which you exchange with others. It's crazy. What do you want to do with this power, man? Right now, I'm in a position where... I'm cleaning up. I'm cleaning up all the areas in my life. Right now, like, is, if we're talking about projects, the one project that all my heart and soul is going into is called Becoming. And Becoming is, you experienced it last Saturday. Uh, you experienced the live version of the test of that. Um, and it was very successful because of what it created as a container for everybody that was in that room. So now the next cohort starts on January 13th. And it's literally like a nine-week intensive for aspiring coaches, influencers, and entrepreneurs so that I can help them get complete with the areas in their life that are incomplete, help them set the intention for what it is that they intend to become, help them distinguish the languages, the use of language so that they can start to create using, so that, rather so that they can start to manifest using language to create. And then from there going into the business fundamentals, you know, Week three, fuck yes clients. You know, week four, adding value, solving problems. You know, week five, um, it just keeps going and going and going into this like nine week intensive where I discovered that one of the primary reasons why so many entrepreneurs that invested, that invest into working themselves, they end up completing the program and then doing nothing with it. It's like you got a product and then you send them out into the world and they do nothing with it. Why? Because there was one primary component that was missing, lacking, or getting in the way, and it was the self-worth component. So we created Becoming because we were like, okay, let's cut the shit. Let's get down to the basics. We were so amplified by the idea of high ticket, high ticket, high ticket. We can teach you how to do 15000 25000 50000 per transaction. And the truth is, we may be enrolled by what that looks like because of the game that we're now playing but not everybody is prepared to receive that much value in exchange for what it is that they would like to serve with. So we scaled it down and we said, okay, we're going to help you create smaller bundles so that you can feel comfortable in the knowing that you're exchanging without feeling gluttonous or greedy or like you're taking on too much of a responsibility. So right now what's next is becoming like the one-on-one -on -one model is fantastic, but the qualified lead has to be extraordinary for me to do it where it's like, the qualification criteria is so in alignment with what it is that we love to work with that I'm just like, okay, if I'm going to commit three to six to nine months of my life to communicating with this person every single day, it's because they're already in a place where we feel enrolled into the joy that comes with that experience of having that person commit to our lives in exchange for our commitment to their lives. That's what that looks like. But the truth is, 
for me, 2020 is cohorts and events. That's all I want to do. Cohorts, you know, every nine weeks, a new cohort pumping out entrepreneurs, like pumping them out, coaches. Like the e-learning e industry is a $325 billion industry. Online learning has a 4% completion ratio. It's nasty. Damn. It's nasty. And I like, I don't, I don't like that model. I think that's, I think it's, it's a tragedy. You've done it. How many courses have you purchased yeah. and not finished? Yeah. A lot. Why do you think that is? The accountability. The bit. accountability. Yeah. Right. Um, but also what do you have to lose? Only your self-respect hmm. and people treat that like it's something they can get back until you discover that you have all these patterns that continue to stack onto yourself where you're like, why do I not feel any motivation? Or why is it so difficult for me to create a routine in my life where I can perform at an exceptional rate? Why, what's happening? Nothing is inspiring me. And it's because you continue to let yourself down to the point where you forget that what you're doing to yourself is you're actually, it's like you're throwing dirt all over yourself. You're digging your own grave. You know, and you're trying to breathe. You can't. Why? Because you've let yourself down so much that you forgot what it was like to feel an exuberance belief, exuberant belief in yourself. So cohorts and events is where we're heading. The agency is strong. I'm now modeling the agency so that um, it's team-based, right? Like I, it's really very, you know, I'm really owning the CEO role. My fiance is really owning, you know, the CEO role. And we're really stepping into like being heads of departments while our team is facilitating the service so that they can exercise what they went to university or college for, right? And I had to learn that. I had to learn like, you know, when you're getting into this type of model, you're now being a service provider for the people that you are hiring and then you're responsible for their, their income. Right. And it's like, that's been our learning curve. It's like, we've been playing small quote unquote, in our realm of comfort, but now stepping into, okay, an agency that has a full-blown, you know, staff and all that departments and more communication and meetings and nine to fives and all that. It's like scaling back for the purpose of taking big leaps. That's where we're at with that. Um, but walking into my wordsmith roles right now is like heavy on my mind. Mm. You know, these hip hop tracks, like I, my, my entrepreneurial journey helped me discover that Okay, I did the motivational speaking, won a, bu a bunch of awards. Okay, did the spoken word, crushed that. And the long lost forgotten Marcos Mendoza is the hip hop, uh, you know, quote unquote lyricist. And what I discovered is I create hip hop for entrepreneurs. There is no other. What is the strongest and most desirable entrepreneurial spirit or industry in the world? It is the musician or the artist who gets undervalued the most. So I had this breakthrough and I was like, oh shit. I was like, yo, I create hip hop for entrepreneurs, right? And I started pumping out all these tracks for entrepreneurs and I discovered this is fulfilling. This is fulfilling. I found my, my carved market, not my niche, my carved market. I'm going to carve myself, you know, much like this table has carvings in it where it's something. See how these, see how these holes where the mics go? See how perfectly the, the, the mic input and the, the mic stand mm. fits perfectly in what was carved into that wood. And it, it, it operates, that carved hole is like, it serves its purpose so perfectly. You never have to make another hole. I operate so well in that metaphor 
because then I can just play in that opportunity that exists and just explore what that is in the comfort of what that looks like. And then if I ever choose to expand into mass marketing, then great, I will. But knowing that I belong in that market helps me feel safe. Then it, all the clarity in the world comes when you can position yourself as a leading authority in a carved market that you feel that you can play in. So 2020 is the year of the wordsmith, cohorts, events, scaling the agency, and really just getting ready for the wedding and, you know, family and all that stuff. Like there's a lot of stuff coming up. Excited for you, bro. It's really powerful what you're doing. And it's been really, really special to get to see this growth and evolution in you. But one of the things that comes along with that when you're growing so quickly, you're evolving so fast is, you know, you know, the mind likes to keep us safe, you know, and to get into that next evolution, the next level, you have to go through the process of becoming or the process of dying to the old you. And that often, often brings along with it a lot of emotional stuff, mm -hmm. a lot of challenges. And even today you said you came in here and you're feeling a bit of anxiety today. And this is probably why you're going through this next evolution where you're now stepping into a CEO role, taking on more responsibility. It's, it's forcing you to level up again. And it's just like for you, it's this constant battle of working through these new, these new, this new level, new challenges coming at you. And I'm curious to know what is your process in dealing with that as someone who's playing at this level, because there's new challenges in every level. We know that there's new, there's a new boss battle to get through to that next phase. And I think when you know you're comfortable, that's when you know you're like, right, we've won this level, time for yeah. the next one. So what's your process, man? I love the, the phrase that I was recently introduced to, every, with every level comes a new devil, mm. right? And um, man, I am comfortable um, in what I know or what I've gotten comfortable in my performance ability, but I am one of the most ignorant entrepreneurs and human beings on the planet. And I say ignorant because I am prone to ignoring symptoms, ignoring signs, ignoring the breakdowns, ignoring the nudges. I am so prone on staying comfortable in misery for the purpose of staying safe in whatever discomfort I've gotten used to living with then experiencing what's available for myself in the realm of being extraordinary in whatever that looks like, which I don't know what that looks like. So it's one of the most disappointing ways of being that I deal with. And I think that's the source to my anxiety. The source to my anxiety is constant disappointment, especially when you have such a high level of performance, you know, and it's like, fuck. You know, I don't, I don't think I have a process, man. And I think that's one of the things that gets in my way. You know, I just deal with it. I just deal with it. I deal with it as it comes, you know, I'll, I'll practice whatever modalities I've been introduced to. Um, but I think, you know, my practice, here's my practice. Here's my transparent, honest answer. My practice is go all the way to burnout and then fall asleep. Mm and then reset, and then do everything that got me to burnout, do it all over again. So I don't have healthy performance habits for what I do to recover from that. I'll go for a swim, hot tub, sauna, massage, meditation, breath work, naps, you know, a little bit of cardio, um, 
play the piano and whatever. But these are temporary attempts at feeling better instead of ways of being that I can say are practical methodologies that I actually embody for the purpose of ex exuberance health, exuberant health or um, staying out of my own way. So in that awareness, that's my ignorance. And I can honor that. It doesn't make it right. Um, but that's just, that's what I've noticed, you know? And I think if I was to practice the opposite of what that looks like, I'm sure I would experience tremendous growth. Um, but perhaps I have a, th a high threshold for pain and an insatiable tolerance for suffering. And perhaps that's what makes me a genius. Perhaps. Or perhaps not. I suspect it is. But at the same time, like artists... You know, a lot of us, we hear it, we see it in the news, we see it on, you know, in, in, in gossip magazines. They battle the most demons. A lot of them succumb to those demons. Some of the most high-profile artists we know, maybe because of that. Perhaps. And I, for me personally, this is what I've experienced because I was another one of those personalities, still am, I still battle with it, where my solution is just work harder. I like, I'm not fulfilled sometimes if... I haven't crushed a workout at the gym, like destroyed myself or waking up at 5 a.m., done meditation, done my breath work, done my practices. But it became dysfunctional for me when I realized that it was leaving me depleted, anxious, unhappy, and I wasn't becoming a good partner for my girlfriend. Mm -hmm. So I was like, something's not right here. I'm doing all these so-called positive practices, mm -hmm. eating good food, training, meditating, getting up early, this is a 5 a.m. club, man. This is what successful people do. Yet, it wasn't serving me. And I looked within, you know, with help with some really, really important coaches for me, helped me see that there was a part of me in there that was seeking acceptance, validation, approval outside of me. Mm. I was trying to prove something to other people. I was trying to prove something to my mum and dad, quit my corporate job, I'm out here trying to prove that, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a success. Showed to my friends, yeah, I can, I can do it. I'm a success. I'm going to make money to prove that I'm worthy, that I'm good enough. Yet this whole time underneath, I didn't, I didn't think I was good enough. Mm. It's a feeling of lack. I wasn't accepting myself. I was so hard on myself. If I didn't get up at 5 a.m., I thought I was a failure. Mm -hmm. It triggered my anxiety. And I went within and, and asked, like, what, what part of me in here thinks I'm a failure? What part of me in here thinks I'm not good enough? And I started speaking to that part. Because there's only one person who can really give you that acceptance, that validation and love, and that's yourself. Mm. So my practices, my processes became that. So I prioritized that. It was like, okay, you know what? Fuck, I'm not going to go out and start doing things out there until I know I'm whole and complete and know that no matter what the outcome is out there, it doesn't matter shit because I'm, I'm, I'm full. I'm loved from me. Mm -hmm. And it was a really big shift for me, man. It's a really big shift. I don't get up at 5 a.m. anymore, 5 a.m. Mm. You know, I'm okay sleeping till 8. Mm -hmm. I'm okay to meditate for one and a half, two hours a day, whereas before I'd be like, fuck, I don't have time to do that. But were you doing all those practices because you loved it? The breath work, the exercise. All of it, yeah. Or were you doing it because you wanted to demonstrate how disciplined you are to the the sources of validation that you were seeking? Yeah, 
So you didn't love all those practices? I thought it was something that had to be done on the successful journey of being someone, an entrepreneur, being a success. is what successful people do. is what billionaires do. Oh, man. Some, so much is coming up for me. I have so much, like, spite and resentment to success marketing. Hmm. Yeah. You know, so many people ask me, like, why don't you um, run ads? Hmm. You know, are you scared? Like, yeah. I'm fucking terrified. I'm terrified of that shit. You know, like, you put... Have you read YouTube comments? <laughs> like, people are nasty. Yeah. I'm okay in my carved market. You know, I had a viral video on Goalcast where I proposed to my fiance. And how do, like, how do people come up with negative things to say about that? It's like, it's crazy, man. So, yeah, I'm okay with... You know, call it playing small, but I, I'm living a, a, a decent life and I'm, I'm, I'm content with it. I don't really have, you know, it's, it's interesting, the whole money thing. Like, for me, whenever everybody's success, successful people, success, success, ugh. For me, success is progress. As long as you're making progress in the direction of that which you chose to create as an outcome or as a goal, then you're successful, dude. Pat yourself on the back. You're successful. As long as you are adding value to your life and the lives of others and being compensated, whether it be through workouts, through meditation, breath work, and discipline, or financial compensation, you're successful. Right? But it's like we have this high regard for success. And maybe this is just me. Like, I, I don't really dream of crazy airplanes and, you know, 12 cars and... I don't dream of any of that. That's just me. Like for me, success is progressively creating a customized lifestyle fueled by love, passion, and clarity of purpose. And that's successful to me. And then what I choose to ask for in exchange to receive that, if I can deliver that with quality and integrity, then I feel successful. And then I believe that that is going to accumulate those, those ways of being are going to accumulate into ways of being that will help me receive more abundance, more opportunities, more prosperity. And then, of course, you're going to learn a few things, you know, on investment. And you're going to learn a few things on how to compound your money. And, and things are going to start to flow in your direction. But it's an internal game. But for me to try to be like other people, like, dude, man, I remember I, I, was, all, I was all up in it. I was all up in the Miracle Morning, the 5 a.m. club. Uh, Tony Robbins, Peak State Exercises, my Vision Lakiani, all these guys, you know, and it's it, it's fantastic practices, fantastic. It's just I just don't think that all these ways of being are the standard definition or the standard protocols that equal success. I just feel like being successful is a progressive state of being that is fulfilling for you and helpful to others. And in that is that's enough, right? You'll discover how to compound that in your own way. So it's a very interesting game to play when you're battling against, you know, the attempt to be like the people that are teaching you all these things. But dude, to go back to like uh, the validation and what made you successful, man, if you can do these two things, I'm telling you right now, you will fucking crush it in business, okay? Let me ask you this. Since you're a past client, how often after every time you make a face uh, an Instagram story do you go back 
and actually message at least 25 of the people that watched your story and check in with them and see how they're doing? It's something I'm doing a lot more of. Okay. So in that process, what you're doing is you're positioning yourself as somebody that genuinely cares about where they're at in their lives. And in that discovery, because they're already witnessing what you're up to, if you did have an offer, if you did have an opportunity, or if they were open to receiving a suggestion that you planted as an opportunity for them to receive based on what you identified was missing, lacking, or getting in their way, then you would become much more successful financially because you would be positioning yourself in a place where you can serve someone and they're already open to receiving it because they chose to receive what you suggested. Do that 25 times mm -hmm. a week for a month and have a nice offer there, a $2,500 offer there right sell four bundles at 2500 a month you're going to make 10k four so what you're going to have to talk to 100 people what else do you expect what do you think until you become so notorious where you don't have to build conversations with people to discover what's missing lacking or getting in their way eventually people will come knocking on your door but first you got to go be selfless and relentless in the discovery of helping other people identify with you as someone that genuinely cares to listen about what's in their space. And in that listening, create that suggestion. One thing that worked for me is, and then you tell them, or what I recently discovered for myself, if you'd like to receive this is, and in the listening that people have of you, they'll be like, wow, thank you so much for that. You know what? I actually tried it. That really helps. Do you know where I can get some more of that? Actually, yeah, I do, right? Two things, create compelling content that leaves your audience touched, moved, or inspired. You do that all the time. And then build a community with the people that are engaging into the content that left them touched, moved, or inspired. Standard. If you, then you want to have a funnel and build an online course and have all that, great. But a one-on-one -on -one coaching or mentoring model, that protocol looks like Zoom calls. It's Zoom calls and a couple PDFs. Nobody's asking for the fancy, the fancy stuff. No, people aren't like, oh wow, this is really fancy. I'm really gonna, this is gonna make my life complete because it's so fancy. No, but if you do plan on having an international presence and you wanna serve hundreds of thousands of people, then yeah, go build that online course and make it legit and make it an international model that can be replicated and sold by millions, uh, purchased by millions of people. Yeah, definitely build that and then go invest $100,000 in online advertising, right? That's another way to do it. But impact models and income formulas, impact models are create compelling content that leaves people touch, moved, or inspired, build organic relationships with the people that were touch, moved, and inspired. Impact, income, sell a $100 product to 100 people, 10K. Sell a $500 product to 20 people, 10K. Sell a $1,000 product to 10 people. Sell 2,500 to four, 5,000 to two, 10,000 to one. And if $10,000 a month is too small for you, then double all that, right? But make your contribution, right? You'll never know who respects you as a leading authority until you create the opportunity to listen to who actually considers you a leading authority. Dude, that was it. That was one of the biggest shifts that you, you gave to me was that because I had thousands of people following me on Instagram, but it, I wasn't building one-on-one -on -one relationships with them. And now since doing that, getting on calls with people, listening to people, understanding their problems, creating the content has been a whole lot easier. Yes, because now you know yeah. what the people require or what. Exactly. 
what you can serve them with. That's why we always say when you identify with your fuck yes clients or your dream client, once you know who they are, now you have all the data required in order for you to go create that compelling content that'll leave that person touch moved or inspired, right? There's four reasons why people buy in our industry. Do you remember what they are? Problem needed, problem solved. Um, they want to get to a solution quicker, like an outcome quicker. Um, so heal pain, yep. alleviate suffering, solve a problem, or get closer to the achievement of that which they desire. So then with that, it's like, okay, these are the four reasons why, they, why, why people purchase. Got it. And this is, these are the five characteristics of my fuck yes client, my dream client. Got it. With the awareness of who my dream clients are and the awareness of why people buy, what can I create as compelling content so that this person resonates with the message that is derived from these reasons? Got that? Mm. And then just get to work. Yeah. Yeah, brother. Wow, man. You're sharing some value here, mate. And for anyone who's listening, this is that's it. Like, honestly, dude, I complicated it for so long. Yeah. This whole online business thing. The funnels, the fucking set up this, uh, like, it's simple. Just, yeah, it doesn't have to be that way. Mm. Yeah. Dude, before we kind of sign off from this conversation, you know, like, what's something that you could share to someone here who's perhaps listening to this, who wants to get started on this, but maybe they don't have a thousand followers. Maybe they don't have, maybe they only have a couple hundred followers. Mm -hmm. And they want to start moving into coaching, building an online business. Because I have these conversations with people all the time. They always ask me, oh, do I want to start doing this, but I don't have the, I don't, maybe they don't want to post stuff on social media. They don't feel comfortable being vulnerable. What's your advice to these people who want to start moving into the coaching or online business realm? I don't have any. They're not my dream clients. Hmm. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> like a part of me was like, okay, well, here's what I can say, but it's not going to serve them. Gotcha. It's not going to serve them because my content is for the active influencer. The content creators. Yeah. yeah. My client is the content creator. I can give a bunch of advice, sure, but they're going to look at it and not do anything with it. A part of me resents that. It's like, ah, maybe I should just give something. But yeah, my, my authentic answer is I got nothing. You're not my dream client. You know, because if you only have 200 followers on Instagram, then those 200 followers are either A, people that you have nothing in common with, or B, family and friends. But even if it's family and friends, every networking model starts with invite your family and friends, right? There's f the big four, we call it. Four reasons why people buy, four ways to get value out of every conversation. The sale, the opinion, the referral, and the opt-in, right? So out of every conversation, you have an opportunity to introduce someone to the opportunity to invest into themselves so that you could receive a sale. Number two, out of every conversation, when you discover that the person is not interested in buying anything, you can request an opinion so that you can collect data that will help you improve your business. Number three, if you discover that there's somebody that is not content with the opportunity to experience the value that you're about to, you're about to introduce them to, then you can request for them to suggest someone that they believe they would like to receive the same amount of value that they were recently introduced to. That's a referral. And then number four, the opt-in. If you are adamant about giving extraordinary value so that you can continue to position yourself as a leading authority, then have a landing page ready with a downloadable option for a PDF, a video, an audio, or something of extraordinary value, like even a phone call, so that you can exchange that value with somebody and then ultimately collect an email list and run ads on that, right? There's so many ways, right? But for someone that's literally starting off and is on the brink of it, I would say 
you know, I don't want to say anything, but my heart says give something. I would say the number one thing that would make all the difference. Mm. The number one thing that would make all the difference to that person is get complete with the areas in your life that are incomplete. Right? Because in order for you to build a foundation, a structural foundation that you can now stack all this value on top of, you're going to require a level of self-worth that is only going to come from you experiencing what it's like to have things healed in your life. So get complete with your finances, get complete with relationships, get complete with personal goals, get complete with self-sabotage, get complete with all the areas in your life that are incomplete because in the discovery and awareness of what's available for you through that completion process, in that process, you'll gain the courage, confidence, clarity, certainty, imagination, vision, determination, motive, patience, everything to help you be like, holy shit, I'm amazing. I'm gonna start creating content. I'm gonna, yeah. yeah, I'm amazing. Yeah. I'm worthy of this mm. because you're going to be cleaning up so many areas in your life where you're going to now receive the experience within that's going to help you believe that you are worthy of receiving in exchange for all that you got complete with outside of you and inside of you as well. That's what I would say. Instead of building on top of this external validation, like I want to leave my corporate job. Do you believe that you are ready and prepared to exchange value with the world in exchange for what you're leaving behind that looked like comfort and misery? What are you going to exchange with comfort and misery? Because if you're choosing the entrepreneurial route, then you're going to have to invest a ridiculous amount of energy into the discovery and creation of your new identity. And in order to do that, you're going to have to clean up things that you're leaving behind. That's what I would say. I fucking love you, man. <laughs> I love you too. Dude, where can people connect with you online? Where Facebook, Facebook. Yeah. What's up, Facebook tribe? Hey. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Instagram, I am Marcos Mendoza. Email marcos at coachable.cc. That's it. Wow, man. This is fun on Sunday evenings. It's good to have these chats on a Sunday. Yeah. It's nice. We should do it more often. We should, man. It's too bad you're leaving. <sighs> I can't <know. laughs> um, Just want to throw some knowledge out to um, Marco as well, making this happen. This beautiful yeah. studio. It's amazing. Um, so anyone in Toronto who wants to come down here, contact Marco. He helps set this up. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, man, thanks so much. It's, it's been a really honor to connect and cross paths. You've, you've helped me so much in this journey. and. This is my way of putting you out to the world so you more people can get a taste for this beautiful gift you have. Thank you. Thank um, you. I appreciate you. I appreciate your friendship. I appreciate your kindness. You know, you're a good man. Thanks, yeah. brother. You're a really good man. I'm so grateful for our friendship and I have a place to crash in Australia. That's it, man. Anytime. <laughs> anytime we get out of that warm weather. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Until yeah, next time, yeah. Until next time. Cheers, man. Cheers, bro. There we have it, guys. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. If you enjoyed the conversation with Marcos, be sure to check him out online. Uh, that's at I am Marcos Mendoza on Instagram and Facebook, Marcos Andreas Tulu. And if you wanted to connect with me or if you want to get more insights and more learnings along this journey that you're on, be sure to connect with me online at Instagram at State Shifters. And while you're at it, 
give the podcast a subscription on iTunes if you want to stay up to date with all the episodes that's coming out. And if you want to share some feedback while you're on there, leave a comment, leave a review. It would really mean a lot. Well, we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks again.